What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone, welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined as always by my co-host, Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Derek, there's not a ton of news that has happened since we last recorded, but we do have some things to discuss and a few updates come out yesterday evening on some topics. Yeah, you know, there's another update from a national rider, Pete Thamel and Jay Lucas, um, that'll be something that we discuss. Maybe maybe a couple high school football notes as we go on, maybe, seeing where this thing goes. But we'll make the most of it today. Yeah, we will. And uh, that was something that we were talking about before we started. It kind of seems like things have slowed down just a little the last few days, especially on the U.K. front with things. Like there was a ton of news the last two weeks with men's basketball, football. But now, which might be good news, that it just seems like it's all-go football practice. They're in their second week now of camp. kind of seems like that maybe it's the normal thing now. It's where it's just football post, uh, post-practice notes and some other things like that. But before we get into Jay Lucas, I do think we need to say that uh, Governor Bashir yesterday has given the go for high school football and fall sports and stuff in the KHSAA. Uh, he did mention that that's not like, a definite thing like it those things could change Derek depending on what happens and with guidelines and if people follow guidelines so I still think we have to wait and see but it does look like September 11th some high school football will be played in the state of Kentucky yeah kind of seems like a passing of the buck is going on um KHSAA last week voted to keep their plan in place and then that had to be approved by the Department of Education, uh, by the Health Department of the state, and also Andy Bashir. And more or less, Bashir said that he won't overrule that. So now it's basically up to the school districts on if they'll play or not. And I don't know what came of the meeting last night. Actually, I think Fayette County, they put it on hold on Friday. They didn't have any practices or anything, but I think that might be back on, on schedule. So Basically, uh, for, for non-football fall sports, they can begin competition on September 7th, and then the first uh, Friday night football games will be on September 11th. Yeah, and and you all listening to this podcast, we, we cover UK athletics, but when we're talking KHSAA high school football, that is a huge impact on future UK football players. I mean, this state's full of commitments right now, Derek. How many in-state commitments does Kentucky have for this next yeah. class? It's yeah, quite four. a few. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there's some other targets out there, too, that they're after. So it impacts a lot of teams. And, Derek, you mentioned a matchup right there September 11th, the first Friday night of college football or a high school football season, you know, between Frederick Douglass and North Harden. That's got U.K. written all over that. Yeah, it's kind of breaking news. I think that just got put on Twitter by, by North Harden's coach. And you'll have uh, potentially – Four guys in the 2021 class, three for sure. North Harden's Lavelle Wright and Jordan Lovett. Wright is a running back. Lovett is a defensive back. 
And then Dakal Crowdis is back. He got his eligibility. Of course, if you follow his recruitment at all, you knew last year he was in uh, Florida at the IMG Academy, but he's back. And then obviously the main target for 2021 is Jagger Burton. But there are a ton of kids at Frederick Douglass. I think in 22, Kentucky's already offered – they for sure offered Ty Bryant and Dane Key, and there might be one more I'm missing. And then in 23, I think they've already offered a few kids. So that's kind of the talent factory right now in Lexington is that Frederick Douglass. And North Harden's been a good pipeline too. I mean, they got Oxendon last year, two more kids coming in this year. I think they had a walk-on as well from last year's class. So uh, I actually didn't see where that game is, Sean. Do you know where that game is? Where it's being I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh that he he tweeted that didn't he? But you're mentioning you know the that matchup and stuff. This is something that sort of came out of nowhere with everybody having to change their schedules. You're seeing some matchups oh, yeah. that don't usually happen. Uh, David Jones, that coaches at Bourbon County, I know he has a game scheduled at Knox Central, all the way in this part of the state, which is a matchup that you don't typically see. And I mean, it's just oh, no. interesting to see some of these high school football matchups where. You know, teams have had to change their schedules last minute, and now they're they're trying to add games, find games. I know Bell County here has had the, had the same problem with some things. I'm sure Corbin's been having the same thing. It's kind of just a uh, just an interesting aspect of what's come from COVID-19 when you look at this the schedule changes with high school games in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, um, I know there was maybe some some schools are still hesitant. I think some of the Northern Kentucky programs. I'm gonna talk to one of my friends at Corbin. They're supposed to be playing two Northern Kentucky teams the first weeks, the first two weeks. And I think there might be some school districts up there that might not be ready to play yet. And then I think Jefferson County is still deciding what to do. But this matchup um, in Lex- it will be in Lexington, North Harden and Frederick Douglass. So if you're in the central Kentucky area, and it's been a, probably a minute since you've watched some live sports, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how they're going to handle the attendance, but – if they're letting people in there, that's probably your your best entertainment in the city <laughs> on Friday night. If you care about Absolutely. high school and, and high school football and the future of college football, so we'll see, Sean. That is a couple weeks away. There was some speculation yesterday because it was Jagger Burton's birthday that he, I think, at a certain point in his recruitment, he had hoped he could commit by his birthday. So there was some speculation that maybe he was close in, in recent weeks, and that yesterday was going to be the day that he made a decision, but. That didn't happen. Um, I know he was a kid who wanted to try to ride it out and see if he could go on some official visits, but I don't think that's going to come about. But it'll be interesting with him, though, if he if he decides to commit either before his high school season, because you don't see many kids commit during the high school season. It does happen, but a lot of times they either get it out of the way early or they just go through that senior season. Typically you would take your official visits and then decide right around signing day. Obviously, the latter part is going to be different this year. So there's about another two-week window to see what he does. So if he's committed by then, probably even even more reason to go out there and, and watch that game. Yeah, and I checked in with his high school coach last week and was trying to get an idea if there is a time frame for a commitment. And he told me the same thing that he's told everyone else. He doesn't know. Uh, Jagger's hoping to take visits, but he would update me if anything changes. And I think that's the same message everybody else has gotten the last few weeks or months too. Uh, but how about that Dekel Crowdis Jordan Lovett matchup? You know that's going to be that's going to be kind of exciting to see that matchup that night. I mean that's just a, a lot of talent on the football field in Lexington and Kentucky fans. It, depending on attendance, hopefully some fans can get out there to watch that game. If not, I'm sure there'll be plenty of highlights somewhere, Derek, that we'll be able to to look at and talk about. And that'll probably be a topic here in a few weeks on our show is the results of that game and how it went. 
Seems like a good time to invest. And maybe there's a company out here that does this. And I just don't know about it. It'd be a good time to invest in kind of a it's kind of a video production company to where you could watch these games live. Um, I know back home. Well, I think somebody should should do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I know back home, like where, where we're from growing up, WYMT would occasionally have a, have like a game of the week on, which is cool. But WYMT, of course, does not cover the central Kentucky area. And I don't ever recall a time that I mean, WKYT is not showing live high school football games. So. That would be a game I'd probably watch, though, if it was online somewhere. Maybe it will be. Like I said, there could be a company out there that does that, and um, whether that's free or not, I have no idea. But I think that would be a game, if, if attendance is limited, you would get plenty of people online tuning in to watch that one. Yeah, you would. But let's transition to the college basketball side of things now. And you hinted at this earlier. The the story around Jay Lucas to Kentucky, it's developing, and it's it's moving quickly, Derek, and it seems like it's – it's happening. Uh, Pete Thamel put out the report yesterday that the two are working on reaching an agreement to a deal to bring Lucas to Kentucky as the as an off the court assistant or in a role something off the floor. So Derek, I know we talked about Lucas last week on the show, and we've hinted at this possibly happening sometime this week. You mentioned the official job posting yesterday and how many days it had left to be up. I guess. When we finally hear that it is an off-the-court role, what is your initial thoughts about him and getting him to Kentucky? How big is this? Well, my speculation when it happened, and I said this to you, and I don't remember if I said it on this podcast or not, but I've always thought when I heard that he was going to be in an off-the-court role, it was kind of a – I wouldn't say temporary because it's going to be probably for a full year, for a full basketball season. But it seemed like if you have a guy who is leaving a full-time role – at a major school, I mean, a huge Power 5 program. I know Texas hasn't always won a whole lot, but that is a huge program in the state of Texas. Leave his full-time job to go to Kentucky on an off-the-court role. I think it's either two things. One, he has something lined up in a full-time capacity on the bench with UK for the future. Or two, maybe he saw the writing on the wall for Shaka Smart and thought, well, I might be out of a job here soon anyway, so might as well hop on this offer to learn under Calipari, which is – both are, are plausible. Along the first lines, though, our Texas side at 24-7 was apparently reporting that the the plan for Lucas would be to be uh, off the court, whatever, player personnel, whatever, this year, and then go to the bench full-time next year. So for that to happen, obviously, you know, someone would have to leave uh, on UK's bench. So that's kind of where I am on it, Sean. I, I don't know what you think. Do you think it's going to be a deal where – you know, maybe Tony Barbie's gone next year to be a head coach again because he's only 49. That's something probably to remember about Tony Barbie as he's had some success at the mid-major level, and he's not that old. I do think that that's setting up, and not only with Barbie, but we know that Joel Justice has, is moving up the ranks of assistant coaches and will probably get a head coaching offer. I think it's safe to say within the next three years. I'd be surprised if both of those guys are there three or four years from now. Yeah, but if you're bringing Lucas in now, like you're probably thinking next year, right? Exactly. You you are. You're thinking next year, and I, I think that that's the been the thought behind it the entire time. And it makes sense too now that there's no on-campus recruiting or off-campus recruiting. It's not like they can go. I just think it makes sense because right now, Derek, all that's being recruited it's Zoom calls. It's what we're doing right now. This is the way recruiting has happened in 2020, and I talked to to Jack Pilgrim yesterday. We had a lengthy phone conversation yesterday evening, and 
he was talking about some of the things that, you know, is going on, how Rob's on these calls and Brady Kennedy, the recruiting coordinator, and how all these multiple guys are able to be on these calls right now because it's considered an unofficial unofficial. Like it's not even going down as anything. So it, you can have whoever you want on these calls. So if that's the case, Derek, Jay Lucas could be on those calls in a few weeks if he comes to Kentucky to start recruiting some of these guys, which to me makes the most sense and changes everything around this about getting him here now, even if he's not able to be on, you know, on the staff, like on the bench, on the right there with those other guys or in those practice settings and doing some game planning and stuff like that. Like you said, it makes sense for next year. If somebody leaves to move him up, you've already got a guy there probably isn't even a position that you'd have to fill once he vacates it. But then you got right. this and this impact of these Zoom calls and things. It makes sense to let it happen now and take advantage of this current times. I uh, certainly was unaware of that. So he can more or less be involved in all the recruiting processes for kids until the dead period or whatever is over. In, or how does that work? I'm not sure exactly on the details. Jack really dug into it, and I think he might have talked about it uh, somewhere else. I know he mentioned they had their uh, they have their podcast there with KSR. It's not the source to say one, but it's another one that they have, and I think they teased it today and was talking about it. But Jack found some loopholes around it, and we probably should have Jack on here pretty soon to talk about that. That might be something that we look at maybe for tomorrow is to bring Jack on and talk about that because he found some interesting loopholes around it. And if that's the case, Derek, it changes the entire game around having him here now. And then whatever happens after this, whoever leaves, if somebody does leave, you've got an assistant ready to just move up the board. Similar to Joel in 2015 when Sloss left, and then he slid on, slid in and took that assistant position. So I think it could be a thing that we see Cal start doing, promoting in-house with some of these younger assistant coaches. I mean, that's kind of next-level thinking if uh, Cal was, uh, had already known about all those things and Lucas can come in, and even though he's not officially in a role where he can be a, a recruiter, if he can still do some things like you were just talking about. I mean, what a, what an asset that is to have a guy with the experience that he does and already in the recruiting game to be able to do that. But I guess my main takeaway from all that, though, is from that whole situation is, one, it's Calipari's creativity, I think, is a, an encouraging thing to see for a coach who is, I don't want to say Cal's aging, but, I mean, he's he's not a young guy anymore in the coaching game. And he's still – but he's always been kind of a kind of a visionary. You know, he's always got big ideas. And this is one where he saw an opportunity to not only get someone back in, like Bruiser Flint, who he's familiar with, but you're going to have some extra money left over. Why not create a role and get one of the young up-and-coming one of the top recruiters in the game. So he did that, and we'll see. Like I said yesterday, maybe you missed yesterday's podcast. Um, or might not have been yesterday's, one of the recent ones. August 27th is the last day to apply for that job. So if you're, if you're a fan and you think you'd be good for that role and you'd like to apply, you still have two more days. But we'll see if they decide to announce it on Friday. Friday is typically not a – day where you want good news out just because the news cycle people are usually doing things so you might you might wait until early next week to hear that officially happen but I'm going to be really curious though to hear what Cal has to say about that and I would love to uh I'm sure they'll set up some kind of zoom or whatever see his press release but that whole connection I think it's really creative on Cal's part and I'm actually working on something right now 
you know, I mentioned getting Jack on here. And he's going to be popping up here in just a second, Derek. And I'm going to ask him about that. So I've been, yeah, while you were there giving your comment and your thoughts, I've sent Jack a link for the Zoom. So that's the thing about this show, Derek. It's technology. It is. Technology. It's unbelievable. And we're going to be joined by Jack Pilgrim shortly. And he's going to tell us exactly some of the loopholes that he found with this. Because, I mean, we can I can sit here and tell you all about it. But Jack was the one that found it. So and he can probably give us a little bit of uh, some insight onto that and, you know, how this move makes a little bit more sense. Credit to Jack, too, because, I mean, this is something that he called me twice yesterday and I was busy. And I know you and us three are in a text group together. We've been throwing some ideas off off of one another. But he called me two or three times and he was like pretty fired up about telling me something. And I couldn't talk. And then he called I, I called him back as soon as I could. And he's like, I found a loophole. <laughs> and then he starts just going in. And I mean, it took like 15 minutes to explain it to me on the phone, but that was just because he told me the entire story. Uh, so he should be hopping on here shortly, Derek, and to tell us a little bit about Jay Lucas and that situation. But I mean, you're getting a 31 year old assistant coach. It's not like Jay Lucas is at the end of his career. And here's Jack now. So we'll just go ahead and we'll add him to this phone call. So he should be popping up here shortly. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this Jay Lucas development. And speaking of the man himself, here is Jack Pilgrim of KSR and the Sources Say podcast. Jack, this is kind of off the rails in the middle of this podcast, but you are making your debut on Kentucky Daily. Uh, I know that's something that me and you've talked about in the last few days, but here we are, Jack. So why don't you tell us about this loophole that you and I talked about yesterday? The the people that watch this on on YouTube or wherever this is, it'll be just it'll be was just you two talking the entire show, and then just me, my <laughs> big ugly face magically pops up on it. But yeah, I uh, I was up till I think Brandon Ramsey, who writes for KSR, he was in coaching before uh, he knows the NCAA rulebook through and through, and he kind of tweeted something in you know kind of saying here's what his role will be at Kentucky given his specific title. Um, and we've kind of talked a little bit behind the scenes, and then I dove into the NCAA rulebook and, and tried to figure out what the specifics were. Um, and, yes, I confirmed with, with what he said that because he's not a countable coach, one of the three assi- assistant coaches, he will not be able to recruit off campus, not able to make you know normal phone calls, texts, all that good stuff. But – because all this stuff's going on, the NCAA did this updated like COVID-19 question and answer guide. Like, hey, I know we're in kind of unprecedented times. How can we change the rules right now to kind of, you know, add some flexibility with everything going on? And the updated rule is if the call with the pers- uh, with a prospective student athlete is initiated by the institution's coach, any institutional staff member may participate in the call. Um NCAA bylaw 13.1.3, blah, 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 identifies institutional staff members who may initiate or return telephone uh, or video calls to prospective student athletes prior to commitment and any uh, requirements that must be met for those calls to be permissible. So as long as Calipari, Joel Justice, Bruiser Flint, or Tony Barbie initiate the phone call, anybody can be on it. I talked to Bryce Hopkins' dad last week, and he was telling me that Rob Harris, the strength coach, was on one of the calls, and um, Brady Kennedy, who's the te- technically the recruiting analyst, um, he was also on one of the calls. So UK has been having, you, you know, 
back secondary staff members on these calls to kind of give a what is it a, a real day in the life of a Kentucky basketball commit you know player um, to kind of make it give it a real unofficial visit feel and I talked to I reached out to one person close to the Kentucky basketball program and was like what is you know what does the NCAA view these zoom calls as and and he said it's they essentially make this like an unofficial visit so in a sense anything that that Jay Lucas is able to do on an unofficial visit in terms of you know virtually what he's able to show what he's able you know how he's able to be on screen and, and, you know, what his normal role is going to be, he's going to be able to do that on these virtual calls, all the, you know, these Zoom meetings with potential recruits. So in a sense, UK will have John Calipari, Bruiser Flint, Jay Lucas, John, uh, Joel Justice, and Tony Barbie on Zoom calls all, all together at the same time. It'll be 100% legal. And, and that makes this move make even more sense right now. With not an open assistant spot, on the bench, mm-hmm. it makes sense now. Like that, when you see that that loophole, that's what Derek and I were talking about. So, Derek, I guess I'll ask you that: How much higher do you rate? Like, if if this deal I gets done, is okay. this a move he made specifically because of the COVID situation, or is this something that you think he would have had planned out, even if it was a normal year in April and Kenny Payne would have left, or is this a movie specifically designated because he knew you could do these things? I think. I, I, so I think the the general rule. Of, I think he's going to end up on the full the full time staff next year, and I don't know if he's banking on Joel Justice taking the assistant job. He had, he interviewed for two jobs this this off season. Uh, I don't know if he's banking on maybe John Robick retiring and maybe Bruiser Flint sliding in as as an uh, you know. I mean he's been in the coaching game for thirty plus years at this point. Been a head coach for twenty years. I don't see him you know, having hot pants to leave and become a head coach again. I feel like he's going to be more comfortable making a ton of money playing with his with his best friend as opposed to, you know, trying to restart a program at 55. So I think it would be probably best suited if Joel Justice doesn't take a head coaching job, which, I mean, I still think that's very well possible, that Calipari saw the writing on the wall, utilized Bruiser Flint as a true X's and O's coaching guy because off-campus recruiting doesn't even exist right now. Why bring on a full-time assistant dedicated to recruiting when recruiting doesn't exist? Use that assistant role as an on, you know, practice coach, on-court game coach, you know, have a guy on the bench that needs to be on the bench right now with coaching experience and then utilize Jay Lucas for what he's worth and what, what he's good at next year whenever, you know, in-person recruiting starts back up again. So kind of, I think this specific role was made for COVID, but I think long-term Calipari wants him to be a full-time normal assistant while still having his best friend Bruiser Flynn on staff. I think that's that's what it's going to end up being long-term. I, I just feel like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, it just seems like that's like a roundabout way to just have hired Jay Lucas in your vacant position this year and still have had Bruiser as your special assistant this year coming up because it just seems to me like, I think what you said totally makes sense. It does make sense that Bruiser could be an ex and those guys or be a full-time guy this year if Robic decides to step away then you don't even have to worry about someone else leaving like Barbie or Justice. If Bruiser agreed to just slide over to the off-the-court role, you can just put just, or Lucas in. But that just seems like something you could do already, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it, it just it boils down to 
right now, if if you reverse those roles, Jay Lucas comes on as a full-time assistant. What does he bring? Is he really all that valuable as a true on-court coach? Because as much as he's going to be doing off-court recruiting, he's going to be in practice, running drills, doing all that stuff. That value right there with Bruiser, I think for the next, you know, the next eight months, however long this is going to last, again, I, you know, I don't. I, the, I ended the story saying we don't know when in-person recruiting visits will return to normalcy, but until then, Kentucky is finalizing a coaching staff set to compete right now against the best of the best. So I, I again, I, it does. I mean, it's kind of a roundabout way. I completely agree. It's it's confusing, but I, it makes sense given the roles. If you're going to make a move right this second, how how it is laid out currently I think makes the most sense short and long term I think and the name the name Jay Lucas I mean we know this it's a jump start onto some 21 prospects 22 prospects uh, Jack that's something you and I talked about on the phone yesterday was all those names with connections with the state of Texas you know a, an area where Jay Lucas is so familiar with it just getting his name to Kentucky and those relationships that he's probably already built is just vital to maybe create, build a bridge to a possible recruitment for Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, when when he's not going to be able to just send normal, you know, random texts and phone calls and, and all that stuff on a day-to-day basis. But those guys that he's already, you know, kind of laid the groundwork on. And, again, I think Brian Snow put something out on 24-7, Derek, uh, you know, kind of saying that there's some waiver that, you know, for like the Damien Collins commitment that that could kind of add some, you know, wishy-washy stuff to it to make things a little bit more complicated. But just in general, his clout as, you know, being a, in the Lucas family, being Jay Lucas, you know, all that, that in itself carries a, a ton of weight. And then when, you know, when those Zoom calls do happen, Joel Justice, you know, those guys are going to be able to lay the groundwork initially, and then Jay Lucas is, could kind of be a, a makeshift closer for these Zoom calls. Hey, I know we can't talk on a day-to-day basis. Let me give you my spiel on this hour Zoom call. You know, so, you know, make, and, and I think – I don't know specifically how this works if the NCAA truly sees this as an unofficial visit. According to the rule book, an off-court coach like Jay Lucas will be able to contact recruits – one day prior to an unofficial visit. So technically, if we want, I mean, if the NCAA is getting truly technical with that, couldn't Jay Lucas reach out to these kids the day before via phone or text message and then leading up to the Zoom call the next day? If you want to have two or three Zoom calls a week, couldn't you kind of have even a deeper loophole? Jay Lucas could be talking to these kids every other day if you have a Zoom call every other day. I don't know the actual specifics of, of how this is all working, but all I know is they got really, really creative in this, in this, you know, kind of makeshift role that they just kind of created out of thin air. And, and uh, I, I mean, there's a method to their madness at 100% looking into it. It's like, okay, this, they, they really can be as creative as they want to be with what Jay Lucas can do on the staff. And in long term, I think it's going to be a, a huge home run, home run higher in long term. Yeah, it will be. And, Jack, in the last few days there's been a lot of developing things behind the Kentucky basketball scene, and this is just another one of them. This is a huge one. And thanks for just randomly answering a text of mine. And literally I was like, are you busy right now? Question mark, exclamation point. 
And then I just send him, I didn't even give him time to respond. I sent him a Zoom link and I said, hop on if you're not. And it, literally here he pops up. Jack, I know we will schedule a full episode with you in the near future, but thanks for your guest appearance in the middle of an episode today. I appreciate you having me on and, and having me on last minute. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jack Pilgrim of KSR. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, Derek, I guess when you when you look at that, it's kind of a kind of big news, right? Yeah, I mean, a little confusing to all take in at the uh, <laughs> you know kind of on the, not really looked into it, but that that's some really good investigative work, I would say, by Jack. It was a good job, and I hope uh, you know I don't know. I mean, that's just it is very creative, and I was talking about creativity in a different way, just how, kind of how it applied to titles and money, not even to the depths that Jack added. So I just think it even furthers that point that Calipari has been doing some re- – somebody at UK has been reading up on some rules uh, during the quarantine. Yeah, and I caught you – I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to – if I caught you off guard with that, I'm so sorry because I thought – me and you talked so much that I thought I would talked to you since then, but I hadn't. So I just – and I don't know why I was thinking – I'll just throw this in here right now, but – it sort of it, it pieces things together, but it pieces them together in a way that you have to sort of sit down and look at how all this goes together. Because, I mean, it is, it's very confusing when you look at it. And what are the chances that Jack puts that up and puts that out there as a story, like literally a couple minutes yeah. before we start talking about it? I didn't even see that he had put that out there. That's yeah, why that was I asked my him, question. If he's going to come on here and drop some stuff, he's not putting anywhere else. I mean, what, what a gift that would have been for us, but not yeah. so sure it would have been very smart on his part. Well, <laughs> that's no why doubt. That's why I was sort of, before we started recording, I was like, is it cool? Are you sure you want to? Yeah, yeah I, I just published it. Okay, cool. So now it's public public news. But So yeah, thanks to Jack okay, for that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so thanks to Jack for that. Uh, if anything, subscribe to this podcast because you never know what you're going to get. So we have scheduled guests for the rest of the week, Derek. We're still holding off on announcing who that scheduled guest is from the U.K. football team, but I think it's an interview that people will like, and that's coming up in the next couple of days. I'm trying uh, to but, figure out exactly which day. Yeah, still, <laughs> still trying to figure out which day that, that we're going to put that one out there. We're just waiting on some news. And we had some other things to get into in this episode, but we're going to wait. We're going to make this one – We're going to talk. we talked about the high school football landscape – and then we talked about the big story around BBN right now, which is Jay Lucas and that loophole and some of the developments from there. Uh, Derek, I'm sure in the near future we'll be talking about confirming Jay Lucas to Kentucky because it seems like the ball is rolling in that direction, especially with this loophole and everything that Jack just talked about. So you have anything to add before we wrap up here? I mean, it's coming with Lucas. I thought all along, UK doesn't post jobs like that unless they already have a person filled. I mean, they weren't truly taking applications. You know, to go through university at that formal job postings, and that's all that was. It was just uh, all the paperwork and the legal things you have to do to make that official. But now that Jack has said that, I'm, I'm very intrigued in hearing what Calipari has to say and who. I mean, that's a great story to come up with whoever decided that that would be a great idea. And it's, it's just really fascinating and pretty refreshing, I think, to see from the U.K. basketball program. And we will have Bruiser Flint and John Calipari on a Zoom call tomorrow. UK Media will. So we will have some notes from that on the next episode. If if there's anything big that's said, uh, Cal definitely will not comment on the Jay Lucas deal until it's official. So there won't be anything about that on tomorrow's. And like Derek said, I I don't know if the Lucas will be official this week. I I would look for it to be next week. Since they announced Bruiser this week, it seems like Lucas will be the week after. 
Uh, but like, you know, we had Jack on here and you can find that story on KSR if you want to read it. Since we had him on here, I think we should plug that story since he found it. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you want to know more on the loophole, uh, check out uh, that article from Jack on his Twitter page. I think it's Jack Pilgrim KSR. And uh, yeah, a really fun episode, Derek. One that we didn't have planned. And I think that's the beauty of this podcast. We didn't even have, we had no intentions of having Jack on. And here he pops up. Yeah, I mean, it was spontaneous as it gets that, uh, <laughs> I mean, for that to happen. To, I don't know what direction this podcast would have gone had that not happened, but I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. It did. So this has been episode 13 of Kentucky Daily. We'll see you tomorrow. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.